We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Whether you're a world-class athlete or a podcaster like me, we all understand the importance of mental and physical well-being and proper recovery for top-notch performance. That's why I'm excited that Unified Healing is sponsoring podcasts on the Blue Wire Network. Unified Healing is a new and super innovative global network of wellness centers powered by Energy Enhancement System, or EE System. If you haven't heard of the EE System yet, then you'll want to listen up. This technology promotes wellness, deep relaxation, purification, and rejuvenation. Wherever you are across the globe, access to a center is easy and affordable. Interested in experiencing the EE System technology for yourself? Go to unifiedhealing.com slash bluewire to learn more and find a center near you. That's unified, U-N-I-F-Y-D, healing.com slash bluewire. No material or testimonials on the Unified Healing website are intended to be viewed as medical advice or a substitute for professional medical advice, diagnosis, or treatment. Always seek the advice of your physician or other qualified healthcare provider with any questions you may have regarding a medical condition or treatment and before undertaking a new healthcare regimen, including EE system. everyone welcome to the rotogrinders morning grind podcast i'm your host stevie tpfl it's wednesday it is august 17th it's 2022 we have nine games here on the main slate today six games on the early slate there'll be some stuff up over there on rotogrinders in the morning slate so if you want to check that out dean and blender doing grinders live and then crunch time with roth cheese and tj Speaking of TJ, TJ, it's been a while, my friend. How are you doing? It has doing very well. I'm freshly married. Don't uh, I just I played DFS these last uh, two days since, and it has not gone well. So I'm ready to get back into the research side of things and uh, get back in the winning column. But outside of DFS, life is pretty damn good right now. Um, I'm with you, and I was, and I, I mean, I was on the research train, so um. Robbie Ray doing Robbie Ray things as chalk and Zach Plezik, the only pitcher in baseball, not to be able to beat Detroit. Like some of the hitters that I liked a lot are doing fine. But when you get like a combined 15 points from your pitching, um, it's going to be a rough night. So ready to move on 
nine gamers. This is the this is the type of slate that I really like. So let's jump in and get started here. You got Boston at Pittsburgh, eight and a half total in this one. Red Sox a one forty five favorite on DraftKings, a one sixty favorite on uh, FanDuel. Hill against Contreras. Any interest here in Rich Hill? Absolutely not. Nope. He's been pitching bad. You know, he's not getting a ton of pitches either. Pittsburgh is not a good offense by any means. Um, yeah, I mean, really like Pavetta yesterday. He had a really good game, seven innings, uh, got the win. But Rich Hill is just not someone that's been eating up innings. He's kind of reverse splits. Um, I mean, the only way that I, I would potentially have some interest here in Rich Hill is if they did roll out that, like, five or six lefty lineup um because hill can strike out lefties and doesn't give up power to lefties and stuff but i think overall i don't think that's going to happen i don't think i'm gonna be playing rich hill today and then Contreras on the other side of this game do you have any interest in him i feel like i kind of want to just because he's a good young prospect but i don't i don't think i'm going to be getting too much of him today I, we'll see as we go as we go through, it doesn't seem like uh, there necessarily are going to be a ton of great pitch- pitchers in this low and mid tier. So maybe if I'm at a meeting, I'd want to sprinkle a little bit in, but he doesn't, he doesn't scream excitement for me. Yeah. I mean, he has some strikeout upside, but he just still can struggle with command. The Red Sox, not a huge strikeout team, depending on the lineup that they roll out there. Xander Bogart's now banged up. Uh, they got Kiki Hernandez back, and now Xander Bogarts is banged up. Trevor Story is with the team. He could potentially be activated at any point now. Um, I still I, I don't think I'm playing Contreras today. What are your thoughts on the Red Sox bats? I'm moderately interested in the Red Sox bats. They're a team. If I was playing a lot of lineup, I think I think I'd get a small amount of stacks in, but they're not going to be a team I'm going to be targeting in particular. He struggled with righty power. Like, I think this is a spot that you could take a shot on fam or like JD Martinez paired with like Devers. It's just, they're kind of expensive. Um, well, I mean, JD's not, he's 4k. And if Kiki draws a good lineup spot, maybe you take a shot on him, but Contreras has struggled with like right-handed power. He has a 262 ISO and a 50% hard hit rate against right-handed hitters this season. So don't mind the righty power. It's just not a great ballpark for right-handed power either, though. Uh, Pittsburgh Bats, anything here against uh, good old Rich Hill? My dogs like the Pittsburgh Bats against Rich Hill, so I guess that is a as much as of an endorsement as I need. Um, I feel like it really depends on this lineup for me. Like, I'm going to have interest in, in Brian Reynolds. I'll even have a little bit of interest in, in O'Neill Cruz, but... This is just kind of a tough looking lineup to stack right now. Yeah, where where's the upside? <laughs> I mean, yeah, it, that's just the problem with this team right now is the upstrat the upside in general is just kind of limited. Castro, if he draws a good lineup spot at twenty six hundred at shortstop, he's shown um, some power against left handed pitching in a small sample size this year. Um, but yeah, I mean, the one thing I will say is like, we really don't have an SP2 today. 
like not that many strong options. Like we're going to talk about guys like Montgomery and Marquez in the same game, but if you're wanting to double pay up for Radon and Scherzer today, then I honestly think it's somewhat like maybe Pittsburgh is interesting if we just end up getting a, a lineup where maybe these hitters aren't great, but one to five is all other than uh, Reynolds is all below three K, so, all below four K below three K. So they're somewhat interesting if you want to go with the double pay up at pitcher approach. The only other bat that I'll mention here, he's 2K, is Chavez. Um, he has power against left-handed pitching. you got to use him at first base. Maybe more in play on Fando. I don't know if he's minimum salary over there or not. Um, but he is a guy with some power against left-handed pitching. With a revenge game. Is it, though? <laughs> <laughs> he's 2,400 on FanDuel, but he is first, second, and third base eligible. Uh, that's second. I mean, second base eligible is... I, I always like looking for cheaper second basements um, over there on FanDuel. Tampa Bay at New York fixing the Yankees. Eight total. Yankees are 145 favorite. Kluber against Domingo Herman. Uh, any interest here in Corey Kluber? Not really. Nope. Not against, uh, not against the Yankees. Eventually, the Yankees bats are going to get rolling here. Um, it's a tough matchup. Anytime you're getting the Yankees, it's a tough matchup. Um yeah, I think I'm going to pass. Like, Springs pitch really well um, against them yesterday, and I don't know, man. Right now, the Yankees are kind of slumping. The bottom half of this lineup is kind of weak um, against right-handed pitching. I just don't think I could do Corey Kluber at 8,800. Uh, I don't think he has the ceiling, so I'm going to pass. I'm with you. Domingo Herman. we know Tampa strikes out a bunch, but this guy really hasn't had the strikeout stuff yet this year. They did let him go six innings against Boston last time out, but I mean he still seems to be capped at about ninety pitches, and that that solid like big time strikeout stuff really hasn't shown yet this year. Yeah, I'm with you, but just because of his price on DraftKings, I definitely don't think you're you're looking at him on FanDuel. But due to his price on DraftKings, I am somewhat interested. I think he's in that pool. Of Montgomery, uh, Marquez, and Herman. Those are kind of my three guys that if I'm not going to be double paying up for uh, some aces, then uh, those are going to be the guys that I'm looking to go to. All right, let's talk some bats here. Anything on the Tampa side? I guess we will see what kind of lineup comes out. Like you can definitely play Brandon Lau, 2,800 on FanDuel. I think he'll probably end up being the most popular player at that position. Um, And so I think he's a good option. I think he's fine on DraftKings too. I don't really think I want to full stack this team, but uh, I do have a lot of interest in uh, Brandon Lau as a one-off. He's kind of pricey on DraftKings at 5,100, but FanDuel, like you said, really cheap. So like that price tag over there a lot. Uh, if he cracks the lineup, I think it's an interesting spot for David Peralta. He's 3,200. He's been striking out a bunch this year, but he still has that home run power, um, especially against right-handed pitching. It's just he's quick to get the hook if there's a lefty that comes in, and the Yankees do have a few lefties in that bullpen. So um, just another name that I think you could throw out there, big ballpark upgrade going from Tampa to fit or to Yankee stadium. And I mean, even like Choi, 
if you want to go like a little three man with Lau on DraftKings, you know, you could get those two cheap bats to kind of pair with him. Not full stacking Tampa though. Um, the Yankees bats. I struggle with the Yankees because they're struggling right now, but Corey Kluber has allowed at least four earned runs in four of his last five starts. Um, he's had some good starts this year, but it's he's he's struggling a little bit. What are your thoughts on the Yankees bats? I'm in to play the Yankees bats. However, I do think that I'm actually more interested in them in a mini stack uh, basis. We don't have Stanton right now. We may not have LeMayhew. We're, we don't have Carpenter. Torres is a lot more appealing against lefties as is Donaldson. I think I just, I do really, really like an Aaron judge and Anthony Rizzo mini stack. Detroit at Cleveland where we go next eight total. The guardians, a two fifteen favorite here. Daniel Norris going up against Cal Quantrill. Any interest here in Daniel Norris? No. Yeah, I mean, just not going to throw enough pitches. Pitching on the slate's not great, but I think this is a spot you stay away. Cal Quantrill, even a lower strikeout than Zach Plesic, who I played yesterday. He's 7K. Pitching is kind of all over the place today. Sign me up. Uh, I mean, I don't feel great about it, but sign me up. Yeah, he's in that same pool of mid-tier guys that I mentioned earlier. I don't feel great about it. My First thing I'm going to try and do would be double pay up for aces, but if I can't, I'm just going to mix and match these different guys in the mid-tier, and Quantrill's one of those guys. Even though he's not great on the surface, like you look at the game, like he put up 33 uh, DraftKings points his last game uh, against Toronto. Um, so it's it's Detroit. There's always upside against Detroit, but at the same time, it's a low strikeout pitcher who isn't that great. So I will play some Quantrill but I won't be thrilled about it. Close your eyes and see what happens. Um, yep. I mean, pitching is just not great today. And Con- Cal Quantrill, he can have quality start here and put up enough to pay off 7K against Detroit. And he's not a huge strikeout pitcher, but the Detroit lineup definitely helps that. Detroit side, any interest in the Detroit bats here? No. I don't. It's Detroit. Javi Baez on FanDuel is a one-off. That's it. Yeah, I don't have any interest in Detroit. Cleveland, though. But I I guess it's the same thing similar to Pittsburgh, where it's like if I am going to play Scherzer alongside – who's the other guy I'd want to play him alongside with? I just switched it to uh, games there. Who are the – who's the other – Radon. Scherzer and Radon. Like, I'm going to need a cheap stack to play him with, so – you never know, but uh, I they're definitely not going to be a team I'm attempting to get to. Yeah. Um, I mean, Cleveland is somewhat interesting here against Norris. Norris has some big strikeout stuff, but he also walks guys at a really high clip. He has a 290 ISO against righties. So guys like Rosario, Gonzalez, Miller, obviously Jose Ramirez. Um, what are your thoughts here on the Cleveland bats? Yeah, I like Cleveland quite a bit. I think they're my favorite offense out of all the teams we've talked about so far, Um, whether it's like a mini stack or a Ramirez one-off or a full stack. I like this team quite a bit. Yep. 
didn't work out yesterday, but right back to the well. That's the best thing about DFS. Mets and Braves, seven and a half total in this one. Mets a 150 favorite. Scherzer against Odorizzi. Max Scherzer's 11-1, and he's still one of the best strikeout pitchers in baseball. Atlanta is one of the hottest offenses in baseball. What are we doing with Max Scherzer today? We're closing our eyes again, and we're hitting the walk button. Yeah, I mean, ceiling-wise, it, it's, it's not even close for me today. Uh, he just... Atlanta still has a ton of strikeouts and he's just going to have to beat some of these power bats, but he's so elite against righties that the only guy you're somewhat interested or like worried about is Matt Olson and Olson hit a home run on Tuesday. I had him in the six pack filling in for beer, but this is Max Scherzer, man. Uh, This is the spot. I'm with you. I'm, I'm all in on Max Scherzer here. He'll be on probably all three teams I build today. Yeah, I think even if I was running 150 today on DraftKings, Max Scherzer would be in 100% of my lineups where I have to play two pitchers. I'd mix in Radon, Valdez, maybe a couple of these other higher-priced guys with the uh, Quantrills, Hermans, Montgomery, and Marquez's that we've talked about a little bit. But Max Scherzer, I think for me, is going to be getting the lock button. Odorizzi on the other side of this game. Um, I mean, the Mets are just a really tough team to face for right-handed pitching. Odorizzi has not been pitching great. Any interest here in Jake Odorizzi? Hard pass. Yeah, easy fade for me. Um, Mets bats. Let's talk about them here against Odorizzi. It's not like he's giving up a ton of power. The strikeouts have been down. He gives up a lot of fly balls. Now, like, his home ballpark is Atlanta, where... I mean, it's still summertime. It's still going to be hot, and there's plenty of power in this lineup. I love me some Mets today. It's always kind of tough to stack them because you're a little worried about potentially losing Vogelbach, potentially losing Naquin, but I like these guys a lot. Brandon Nimmo, Starling Marte, Pete Alonso, Francisco Lindor, they're going to be one of my top stacks on the board. I think this is a great spot for them. Anytime you get them out of like city field, they have a ton of upside just because I mean, you got Lindor, Alonzo, Vogelbach, McNeil. They added Nyquin, Marte's in there. Like Nimmo is someone like there's a lot of different ways you can stack and like playing Vogelbach over Alonzo makes your stack different right away. Um, you could play them both together on Fandle. I've done that a few times this year. Uh, any interest in the Braves against Scherzer? If I'm playing a lot of lineups, I will I will include them in the pool just because I don't think you can ever X out the Braves, even if it's Max Scherzer. They may score three runs, but they could be all three solo home runs. So I will not be Xing out the, the Braves out of the pool if I'm playing a lot of lineups, but they're not a team I'm going to target if I'm playing one. Yeah, I'm not I'm not looking at Atlanta here. He's just too good against righties. Like, he might give up one or two shots, maybe, but trying to pinpoint those home runs against a guy like Max Scherzer is going to be tough. So, I'm going to pass. Colorado at St. Louis. Marquez going up against Jordan Montgomery. Um, Seven and a half total. Cardinals a 200 favorite. Any interest here in Marquez? I mean, a little bit. 
he's out of Coors Field. He's not very expensive. Um, I don't think he's going to be getting much ownership at all. This is a team where most of their best bats are right-handed. I'm a little bit interested in Marquez. 6,700, he's cheap. He's outside of Coors. He pitched well against the team in Coors last time out. I just, oh, man. This is a guy that, like, we knew had so much talent and just really hasn't shown this year. And St. Louis is a good offense. His ground ball stuff just hasn't been there this year the same way it has been in the past. But the one thing with him is is that, like, this is the cheapest we've seen him since July 10th. It's the the only time he has been cheaper other than that was June 29th against the Dodgers before that against like, we're looking at early, early June that he was this price. So like, this is the cheapest we've seen him all year and he's not in Coors Field. It's a guy that is 6,500 or 6,700, sorry, and has a pitch count of over a hundred. So like, I definitely think we have to at least consider Herman Marquez. Fair enough. Go back to that whole conversation of maybe just looking to lock Scherzer and Rodone today and being done with yeah. it. Uh, I mean, there's a few guys. I mean, Cal Contrail, but yeah. Montgomery on the other side of this game. Any interest in him in this spot? Rinse, repeat everything we just said. Like, kind of say, like, I just have him, like, in the same pool as, as, uh, Herman and Quantrill, like I just view them all as potentially good enough to get the job done, but I don't feel super comfortable playing any of them. Montgomery's fine, but but Colorado, even outside of Coors Field, is much better against lefties than they are righties. He's cheap, so you can play him, but I don't love it. Yeah, I mean, really like Quintana yesterday and it's just the Rockies first part of the season were one of the best teams in baseball against left-handed pitching. And they kind of fallen off here, but they're still like low strikeouts, put the ball in play, kind of limit your upside. Pitching isn't great on this slate. If you want to roll a dice on either one of these pitchers, I'm not going to talk you off of it. Um, Montgomery pitched fantastic in his last start, his first start with the Cardinals up against Milwaukee. And they let him go like a hundred and I think it was 106 pitches or something. Um, Let's talk Colorado bats. Anything standing out to you here? No, not really. Even though they're a pretty solid team against uh, left-handed pitching, they're facing, they're outside of Coors Field. They're not that strong of an offense. I'm, I'm not in. Yeah. I mean, if you want to do like a three-man stack, of Rogers, Crone, and like Grichik, I, I don't hate that. A lot of power there. Those are the types of guys that you know could beat Montgomery. Um, that would be what I'd be looking at here. And then the St. Louis side, I mean, Marquez has really struggled with lefties. He's given up a lot of power to righties, but he definitely generates more ground balls. So, but the problem with that is like Goldschmidt, Arenado, they're big fly ball hitters. De Young, fly ball hitter, like. We talked about like the ground balls not being there as much for Marquez here. I mean, he's facing a team that has a lot of fly ball hitters, and it's not going to work out well for him in this spot. Yeah, as much as I'm willing to play him because he's cheap, I'm also willing to stack St. Louis 
I think out of the teams we talked about so far, they're probably my third favorite team behind the Mets and the Guardians. Um, but I'm I'm gonna have a little bit of interest in St. Louis just because they are such a powerful offense. Oakland at Texas. Speaking of powerful offenses, you got Oakland. Um, Adam Aller going up against Cole Reagan's eight and a half total. The Rangers are one sixty five favorites. Any interest here in Adam Aller? I would love to be able to play a pitcher in this game, but I'm not going to be. I'm definitely not playing Adam Aller um, in this spot. And then like Cole Reagan's on the other side, low strikeout pitcher in the minors. Um, or I guess he wasn't a low strikeout pitcher. He's just been a low strikeout pitcher in two starts so far in the majors, but 27% K rate in AAA and 31% K rate in AA this season. Maybe this is just the spot he needed. Maybe. I guess like the one, the biggest concern with him that I have is his pitch count. He went 93 and 88. He stretched out. Okay. Then I just, I guess I saw the innings and I got a little scared, but based on that, he's walks is his biggest thing. He struggles with walks. And I mean, it's kind of built into the price against an Oakland offense. Yeah. I think that makes a lot of sense. And looking at this Oakland team here, they're, I guess a decent, they're a, a decent uh, walk team. That it's kind of inflated right now. Looking at it with with Stevenson in the lineup and his thirty percent walk rate right now, but yeah, he's cheap against Oakland, and that's a pitch count that I didn't realize he has. And I think a lot of people are going to do something similar to me, see that game log, go, eh, that's not a lot of points there, and just kind of go. He didn't. He's never made it more than five innings. Yeah, maybe I don't want to go there, but I think you can absolutely play. Cole Raggins against this weak Oakland uh, offense at this price. I mean, let's be fair for a second too, right? Like his first two starts, Chicago White Sox, which a lot of righties with good power and good contact numbers. He pitched really well in that game. He just walked four guys and didn't have a ton of strikeouts. Then he got Houston. You don't want left. You don't want to be a left-handed pitcher against Houston. Um, Hell no. And his numbers seem like they're very inflated from that Houston start more than anything else and i mean this is a guy like he didn't struggle with walks in the minors so i can like, see yeah, him yeah putting that, houston together game too. that houston game too he only gave up six hits but he had five earned runs yeah he gave up two bombs so they were um, just ill bregman like, i know bregman hit one i think it was molinado hit, hit one as well yeah so they were just ill-timed like yeah i uh i think he's interesting and i'm kind of hoping he's gonna go under the radar I think he's worth a shot in tournaments. In cash games, I think you're going to try to pay up as much as possible. Um, and another thing, like, just kind of looking through his, like, minor league numbers and, like, what he's a prospect for is, he, I guess he has a really good changeup. And, I mean, an Oakland offense, kind of looking through their numbers, they don't hit changeups very well. They don't hit the baseball very well anyway, so... Damn Maybe it, I'm, I'm on Nicole Reagan's to, today. Damn it, I'm even tempted to play him on FanDuel. I don't I think that might be a little crazy, but hey, if you're if you don't have the like limits on FanDuel, you could take a shot on in the one dollar Roto Grinder single entry series tournament. There you go. I definitely have the limits, but maybe I'll even take the shot in the fifty dollar uh <laughs> Roto Grinder single entry series. We'll see. All right, Oakland Bats. 
the flip side of this conversation is he really has struggled with walks since being called up. Um, gosh, this lineup just stinks. Um, I mean, Murphy's really good against lefties. Chad Pender has good numbers against lefties. I would assume these two guys are in the lineup. What are your thoughts here on the Oakland bats? I like that mini stack you just named, and I really like Sean Murphy as a one-off, especially on DraftKings where you have to play a catcher. Other than that, no, I'm out. Not playing a lot of Oakland. Yeah, and I mean, Murphy is kind of priced up, but if you do pair him, I mean, you could play Piscotty too. Yeah. Yeah, 2,500. He's 2,500, and Pinder is still minimum salary on DK. So, like, if you play Pinder, Piscotty, Murphy at 4,500, kind of, it's still, like, that three-man is really cheap. Did you see uh, this Michael Harris contract today? Did he get a good contract? It feels like a bargain for the Braves. Like, I guess he's young and hasn't played lots, so he's probably decently happy with it, but 8 million... Sorry, eight years, $72 million. And I feel like a guy who is uh, that good at this young that could potentially just be absolutely huge for the Braves down the road. $70 million for eight years, guaranteed money. I mean, I don't know if it is guaranteed money or not, but if it's guaranteed money, like, why not sign that? Yeah, absolutely. Kind of like, I, I like it for both sides in a sense, I- like... Like think you're about guaranteeing it, seventy million dollars at a young age for yourself, but at the same time, you look at it from the Braves' standpoint. If they were to try and offer him a contract in three years from now, it might have to be twenty million a year instead of nine million a year. But he's twenty-one years old. Uh, I'm pretty sure. Um, I could look it up, but pretty sure he's twenty-one years old. Eight years still puts him in like prime baseball years. Um, and like, who to say that you can't restructure that deal? when you're getting like close to the end of like the contract or anything like that. But um, Hey, listen, good on the Braves. They are building a really, really good core and they're going to be good for years. Um, Reminds me a lot of like the Braves. We grew up watching Um, not as much as like Glavin Maddox Smoltz days, but I mean, Chipper Jones days. I mean, they have a lot of that like Braves vibes. So, all right, Texas bats, Aller here. What are we doing with Texas here? I guess we kind of got to like them, right? They've been disappointing me a little bit lately. Um, this dude is Mar- awful. If they don't do it against this guy. Marcus Semyon is the cash game play on FanDuel 2400. He's going to be wildly owned, but like. It's Marcus Semyon at 2400. Like, it's actually kind of interesting Second base today has a lot of good cheap value options. Like Semyon's going to be the best one. And I'm talking on FanDuel here. That's where I mostly play. But you got Chavez, Chavis here as well. You got Javi Bias at 2,700. You got Brandon Lau at 2,800. You got a lot of strong, cheap, cheap, cheap uh, options here at second base. But I think uh, Marcus Semyon is the guy that leads the charge. Corey Seager, obviously in a phenomenal spot, play all the Corey Seager. Um, and then you can absolutely throw in uh, Adolis Garcia, low Jonah Heim. If you, if you're playing on DraftKings. I like Texas a lot. I think they're in my top three favorite sacks so far. Yeah. I mean, I like Texas a lot. This dude walks guys as much as he strikes them out. 
50% fly balls, 41% hard contact, 350 ISO to lefties, 250 ISO to righties. Like, sign me up. I think they're just a stack you're fully stacking today, and you're hoping they crush this dude. And, like, overall, the, the stack is not that expensive. Um, yeah, you got to pay it for Seager. But outside of him, I mean, the rest of the stack is is very, very doable. Um, so, yeah, I like, I like this spot for them uh, quite a bit today. All right, cruising along. We got three games left. We got Houston at Chicago taking on the White Sox. This game is currently sitting at eight. Astros a one fifty favorite. Valdez against Kopech. Uh, any interest here in uh, Framber Valdez? I mean, yes, because he's Framber Valdez, but against a team with as powerful of right-handed uh, bats as Chicago. I am I am a little bit worried uh, about it but because of that is that's why I do like Radon better than him. Um but when you got Pollock, Vaughn, Jimenez, Abreu starting that lineup it's pretty good. It's I I am interested to see the back half of the lineup. Uh that that comes out but even guys like Harrison are, are a lot better against lefties. So Valdez is an option because he's from Valdez, but I like him the least out of the big three pitchers tonight. Yeah. I like him the least, but I also feel like he's going to be the lowest own. So in tournaments, I could totally see rolling the dice with him because I mean, he's a huge ground ball pitcher facing a team that hits the ball on the ground a ton. So if Babip is in his favor and he can add some strikeouts, like, this is a spot that Valdez could go like seven or eight innings and have a really strong outing. Um, so very, very playable in my opinion. And I mean, this could be one of the like Valdez eight innings, 95 pitches, six or seven strikeouts and just kind of cruises here to a win. Uh, so I definitely think that he is, he's playable. Um, Kopech 7,300 coming off of, I mean, I think it's his best start of the season. He had a really good start against the Dodgers earlier this year. He lit up Detroit. No hits, 11 strikeouts, six innings. It was kind of shocking to see them pull him at 85 pitches um, because he was just cruising. Different matchup, right? Like, this is a Houston team that doesn't strike out. Kopech struggles with lefties. As much as I like Michael Kopech's, like, talent, this is a spot I'm much more likely to stack against him than play him. I hope people play him. I hope he's somewhat <laughs> Chase that chalky. big game. Just like people love Michael Kopech. People he's, love he, dude, he's talented, Michael bro. Like and he, like, not only is he talented, but like he's one of those guys that if you play MLB the show, which I feel like a lot of MLB DFS <laughs> players do, yeah. he's just absolutely filthy in that game he throws the ball like 102 miles an hour he's got a absolutely sick slider so like i understand why people love playing him but i hope they do tonight because i don't think we should be and i am interested in stacking houston i think they're one of the top stacks in the slate and i am a Kopech believer anybody that listens to the podcast knows that i think this dude's uber talented but when he gets blown up he gets blown up and this is the type of offense that can crush him. So Houston on the road in Chicago, getting that ninth inning too. like sign me up for the Astros bats here. 
Yep, I'm with you there. I think on FanDuel, Jordan Alvarez is without a doubt the top bat on the slate for me. Um, on DraftKings, where he's priced up and there's only a $300 difference between him and Aaron Judge, I do think it's a bit more difficult to, uh, decision which one you want to pay up for in cash games. But Alvarez is, uh, I think, going to be my top bat on the slates, and I love the Houston stack. Yeah, I think Alvarez is top hitter on the slate. Uh, I love this spot for him today with Kopech. I mean, so one thing that I am a little worried about with Alvarez is the dude struggles with hard, like fast fastballs. Like it's a thing that like we've really got some data now to look at. So maybe this is a spot you could potentially fade him and it work out. But I mean, I, I just, I like this spot a lot. You really want Jordan Alvarez against like soft tossing pitchers and Kopech does throw hard. So maybe this is a spot to fade Alvarez the more I think about it, but maybe I'm just overthinking it too. At the same time, like this is a guy with a low pitch count against the patient, patient Astros team. How much Kopech do we really think we're going to be seeing? I think we, if he's pitching well, only see five innings. Yeah, I'm with you. So, and then kind of looking White Sox, they're bottom 10, right at bottom 10, uh, bullpen stat-wise. So, all right. Oh, do you have any interest in the White Sox bats here against Valdez? I think Jose Abreu is a somewhat interesting tournament one-off, but other than that, no. Yeah, my my biggest issue is like I said when we were talking about the pitching, like Valdez is a huge ground ball guy. There's a lot of ground balls hitters in this lineup. They really need a fly ball pitcher to really take advantage of. So I think I'm gonna pass on the White Sox today. So they'll probably yeah, score like there. 10 I, runs. I, I singled out Abreu just because he does have such a high ISO against lefties and he's the best on the team at not hitting ground balls. He's more of a line drive guy than a fly ball guy, but he, uh, he does hit the ball on the ground, the least on the team outside of Grandall, who I don't want to play. So um, I think Abreu is somewhat interesting, but it's already too much time spent on a batter against Framber Valdez. Dodgers Brewers eight and a half total in this one. The Dodgers, a one seventy five favorites. We got Gonzalez against Lauer. Any interest here in Tony Gonzalez at 10K? Nope. Just his price. I, I I mean, he probably goes out and has a quality start, but I mean, this is a guy that has put up 30 fantasy points one time this season, and he's 10K. And that was against a banged up Padres lineup. I just I can't pay 10K for Gonzalez here. Yeah, I'm with you. I'm not going to be playing either of the pitchers in this game. Lauer is a great tournament play today. <laughs> it's probably not going to work out, but he's a great tournament play today. No one is playing Eric Lauer at 9,400 today. No one. And you probably shouldn't, but <laughs> oh, I could see him dominating this team and all of us throwing our hands up like how and why. Um, I guess it depends on the lineup. Like they're gonna leave Muncie and a couple of those lefties in there, man. If there is more than three lefties in the lineup, I will have interest. If it's just Freeman, Muncie, and Lux, I think I'm out of there, and I and I do have interest in the Dodgers. I have interest in the Dodgers either way. To be fair, like 
Yeah. This is clearly one of those spots where you can play Lauer on a couple teams and stack the Dodgers on a few teams. I mean, when you're looking at the slate as a whole, the Dodgers offense are one of a few teams that can break the slate and put up 15 plus runs. So, um, yeah, I mean, the righties, I'm more, way, way more interested in the righties, Betts, Turner, Smith. Um, Chris Taylor should be in the lineup today. But, yeah, I mean, like, they're platoon guys. Like, it's probably going to be, like, Trace Thompson over Gallo, and Trace Thompson strikes out a bunch, too, just not as much as, like, Gallo. Close, though, 40% compared to 51%. I, I don't know, man. Um, I definitely want the righties in the spot. But I don't think Lauer's yeah. too crazy. I'm with you there. I want I want Betts. I want Turner. I want Will Smith. And I'm even a little bit interested in playing uh, Freddie Freeman as well. Like if I'm full stacking the Dodgers and he fits in my lineup, I'm not going to be avoiding Freeman, even though it's lefty lefty. Free money, Freddie. Uh, what are we doing with the Brewers against Gonzalez today? Nothing really. I don't think. I'm with you. Um, Gonzalez is a really solid pitcher. Right-handed power, Adamus, Renfro. I could see one off in these guys and chasing that home run because he does give up a lot of fly balls um, and hard contact to righties. He's just not typically a guy that gets blown up. Um, he's only allowed over four earned runs in a start twice this season. So, I mean, and that's – he started 11 times, so – the odds are not in your favor stacking against Gonzalez. All right, we finished it out. Arizona at San Francisco. Zach Davies going up against Carlos Radon. Seven total in this game. Giants a 220 favorite. Uh, little respect for Zach Davies. Any interest in him in this spot? Nope. Yeah, easy fade for me. Uh, Carlos Radon on the other side of this game. Going to be popular today. I'm on the fence, man. Like, I am not on the fence on Scherzer. Don't get me wrong. But I'm a little on the fence on Radon. But I think, man, like, they can't platoon all these lefties out. There's going to be lefties in this lineup, especially if Kettle Marte can't play. And if, like, Radon is getting even three lefties, like, it bumps his upside up even more. I'm with you. If I'm playing a lot of lineups, I would try and differentiate. If I'm playing cash, if I'm playing single entry, doesn't even really matter to me what the ownership is going to be. It's I'm going to have Scherzer and Radon as the two pitchers on my team. Oh, yeah. I agree with you 100%. I mean, even in tournaments, because they're so expensive, trying to find that like really cheap stack to pair with that um, is always a fun way to kind of play the hitter um, with the top-end pitcher type of stack so uh any interest here in the arizona bats no like somebody like christian walker as a one-off sure um but uh no i will say my boy jordan luplo 2800 i love i love playing this dude against lefties can he take radone deep yes he can is it likely going to happen? Probably not. But he's 2,800. And I am Batman. All right. Um, Zach Davies, low strikeout pitcher. The only problem is, like, Zach Davies just throws a bunch of junk, throws sinkers. You really have to 
go to the pitch data and look at like who hits sinkers well whenever you're talking about pitch like hitters against this team. And I did that, and there's a really interesting play that I really like today, and I wrote this down so I didn't forget about it. And I want to see if you can guess who it is without looking. On okay, give me the the summary again because I was trying to build a Radon Scherzer lineup. <laughs> no, I just who do you think looking at like sinker data because that's what you have to do when you're facing mm-hmm. Zach Davies. Who do you think I really like today for the Giants? Let's see if you can guess who it is. And I'm assuming it's somewhat surprising, right? Like I'm not just supposed to say Jock Peterson. I mean, you can say whoever you want. Tyro Estrada. He is terrible against sinkers. Like, really, really bad. Like, really, really bad. Who is Um, it? it? I tried to pick somebody way off the board, and it was too far off the board. It was, because he's like the worst hitter in this lineup against sinkers. That's so funny. (laughs) Nailed it. Uh, Uh, Whoops. Brandon Crawford, dude, has Mm -hmm. smashed sinkers. Smashed them. Um... So really interesting, like kind of off the board. He is 2K. He's 2K on DraftKings today. Um, Very interesting play today. I mean, they never really priced him ba- back up after he came back from the IL, and he's still 2K. And for what it's I worth, like it. Lamont like Wade, Brandon Belt and Lamont Wade hit sinkers good as well. If you want to do a little three-man stack against Zach Davies, those would be the three guys that I'd have the most interest in. Um, Jock Peterson hits sinkers far or whiffs. Um, So, I mean, you know, that's another guy you could potentially look at here. But Giants are kind of sneaky here. It's like the late, late game. Like, there's no other game this late. And... I think you could get some bats here for the Giants and be, you know, trying to play some catch up. Yep. I'm with you. And like Brandon Crawford, I like even as just a one off. The obviously you're worried about pinch hit risk when it comes to this team, but they are definitely interesting um against a pitcher like Zach Davies. I think I like them more as a mini stack than a full stack. Um, but I do have some interest in these guys, especially Brandon Crawford on DraftKings. I like Jock Peterson as well. Um, this seems like a Jock Jams type of spot. So don't hate that. All right. Let's play the morning grind game and we will get out of here. We're going to use DK pricing. Start with under 8,000 to get six or more strikeouts. Who do you like today? Under 8,000 to get six or more strikeouts. Let's go with. I guess Cal Quantrill. I'm going to go Cole Reagans. Nice. See how that works. He's probably going to get blown up, but I mean, there's just no really, there's no other real option down there. Dan Norris, tough matchup. Aller stinks. Rich Hill doesn't pitch enough. Zach Davies isn't great. Domingo Herman, maybe the, the answer to like that question. Maybe, maybe Marquez, maybe Montgomery. Quantrill is going to probably be popular. I just, I mean, the more I think about it, the more I'm like, hey, maybe I'll just take a shot on Cole Reagans here. But um, over 8K to score under 15, who's your bust pitcher of the slate? 
Let's go with Corey Kluber. I like that one. Um, I'm going to kind of go a little off the board today and say Tony Gonzalez um, doesn't get 15 today. And he's been a machine. But I'm going to, I think this is going to be a spot the Brewers just kind of tag him up a little bit. Over 4,000 to hit a home run. Who do you got to go yard today? Corey Seeger. I like that one a lot. Um, I think this is a little off the board, but give me Devers against Contreras in Pittsburgh. Nice. Under 4K to get two hits. Who's a cheap bet that you like today? Under 4K to get two hits. Hey? Nate Lowe. All right. We're on the same page here when it comes to Texas. I'm going to go um, join Heem catcher play. I usually like going in those 2K range for catcher, but um, Heem here at 3,600 is someone that I really like today. Uh, give me a stack to score six or more runs. Texas. Let's just stick on the train. You took my Texas mojo. You really did. Um, that's okay. I'll allow it. It happens. Um I don't want to go. Uh, give me Cleveland. They need to make up for yesterday. So give me Cleveland. They were so disappointing. All right. Any final Speaking thoughts? Of no. Making up for Robbie Ray is making up for his poor start. He just made it through six innings in his 10Ks. I, I did see that. Um, and the Mariners got three runs. So he's in line for the win. He's definitely going to outscore Verlander. I think he outscored Seas already. Seas as well. Um, he, I'm doubting he gets in for the seventh inning. And if he just gets a win, that means I'm going to finish like one point out of Min Cash in uh, the single entry series. So uh, that's disappointing. It looks like I'm going to be just outside the line today due to Marcus Semien and Matt Chapman dropping zeros on an otherwise beautiful team. I wish I would have had a Pavetta Gray or Ray Pavetta Ray combo today. I like both of them and didn't get them on a team together. And I like Sonny Gray on the podcast yesterday and ended up not playing him and he smashed today. It was definitely a Charlie Morton slate breaker, but yeah, all of those options are fantastic. Yeah, Charlie Morton pitched fantastic. So, all right, we're going to get out of here for Wednesday. We'll be back. Tomorrow, talking more baseball. Thanks for hanging out. We'll see you tomorrow.